Hi, welcome back to the third Achieve More podcast. I'm Chris. Today I'm joined with Paul, Stefan and Ahmed. Stefan's currently a volunteer at Achieve More. Thank you, Ahmed. And today's topic, we're going to start with uh, life after school and ways to succeed. So who wants to start? Um, I don't know. Um, I mean, there's more ways to succeed at school than kind of, kind of conventional route uh, of kind of education. So like, uh, uh, like getting hires, going to uni, getting a job. So like, I see you now more and more. Uh, you can like do apprenticeships. You can do work experience jobs. Uh, you can uh, get to kind of like. Uh, Career was kind of like a trade, so like personally, like I went to uni after school and I didn't enjoy it to be fair. But I'd probably say there's kind of like more to life than going to uni after school. So, I would say it depends on the grades you got. Yeah. Like from school, do you know what I mean? Like um, certain people don't do as great as some of us did. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I feel like um, I had a privilege to have a uh, all those people that. Mentor. He's like a mentor, See, coming from like an African household, yeah, I think it's yeah. hard. Do you yeah. think it's pushed onto you more? Yes, because it's, it's just, yours, I yeah, think it's, sure. I, yes. I think yeah. it's pushed onto you because it's seen as a bragging option. Because oh, I mean, my mom my had kids. an argument, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Had an argument with my parents' advisor because of this, right? So I was told, You're not coming back to school, and I said, Oh, I looked up my mom next week, so I said, Mom, I'm so smart, right? I'm so smart. <laughs> I told my mom, I'm so smart that they don't think I'm good enough for the skill. Oh, they want wow. me <laughs> to, go to, to go to work or something. And she says, I'm not having it. <coughs> when in school, tantrum, tantrums, and they, they, they came up to a conclusion that, okay, do you know what? He's not only coming to school, but he should go into a further education to find out what, what is his preferable, uh, what do you call it, subjects, yeah. you know, because if, if I got given five, it was two hires and a few, it was not, not too bad, but it was like, I wasn't interested in French, I wasn't interested in PE, I wasn't interested in these things, and I found my interest was actually computing, mm. which I'd never done in school. So when I went to do that, they said, this is the, the way, best way to you. explain it to my mom, she agreed, and I went to mm. college. So yeah, African periods are really, really tough on this, yeah, man. I can't judge. <laughs> <laughs> I can't judge. Um, no, for me personally, I, I, I can only agree with what you guys are saying. I went down a more traditional route um, up to a point and then it changed. I did pretty well at school. I got my my eight standard grades, I got my five hires, I did quite well. I got my advanced hires, I went to uni. I 
had the third going to uni for a year because I had my goal sport and I didn't quite work out the way that I wanted. Um, but you're only young once and live once, so I have a bash at it, whether it's sport, music. See what you'd be up. I don't know how you can become a poet and sit, <laughs> sit in a house and just write poems. Um, but no matter what you want to do, I'd always advise if, if you have a dream, chase it. Chase it realistically. Don't all of a sudden think you could be playing for Barcelona one day when you're, when you're playing amateur football and, and, and basketball. Uh, but be realistic about your goals. Put a plan in place. Put, put something together. And it, it's hard for a lot of young people. I think it's hard now for lots of different things. There's more pressures, like you guys said, if it's in an African family. And I can see that lots of my friends growing up, the way you guys talk about it. I think other um, ethnic groups as well that come to the UK, I think it, I think it's a skill that's more instilled in, in people as well if they're, they come from immigrant families mm -hmm. to work harder because they see that they know from the outset yeah, it might be harder. Yeah. From the outset there might be things, a prejudice, there might be racism, there might be. So they, they they do the best they possibly can and a lot of the time that's been work as hard as you can in school so it gives you the opportunity to go to uni so you can earn more money doing a job etc um, and there are so many options now oh, okay. I, have a, I have a wee bit of a personal problem sometimes with modern apprenticeships not from the basis of them but from the pay that young people yeah. get from doing them yeah. you know, some people say it's a training programme for 3-4 years the same as a student going to university an apprenticeship is very different from someone going to university and studying full time. Mm. For me, you're doing a job worth training. And I, I think paying a 16, 17, 18, 19 year old £3, £4, £4.55 an hour is exploitation. I think they should be paid the living wage, um, or at very, very least the minimum wage, but I'd always try to push for as high a wage as possible. Um, because I think it's exploiting and taking advantage of young people doing these jobs. Um, the type of employment's changed a lot as well. It'd be the biggest thing I would say as well. Like yeah. You don't have the same traditional employment you used to have. People used to get one job and stay in that job for 30 yeah. years. Yeah. Um, you get a local authority job and stay in it. You do it for a long time. You get a job elsewhere and stay in it. You do it for a long time. Um, I've got lots of friends who've had five, six different jobs by the age of 30. They've been a teacher. They've been a, a worked in business development. They've become a nurse. They've... Uh, went back and trained to be a teacher there's so many different options out there um, and it will only continue to change because you think is Scotland needs more people to emigrate here as an aging population same as most rich western countries do more people will have to go into care healthcare, more people have to help to look after others and the problem is that's a sector where lots of people are paid sessional rates that are rubbish, that they're not valued enough, they're not given a proper pension, they're not, and there are so many options, I mean, the, whether it's college, university, an apprenticeship, if it's starting your own business as well, we've not even said about that yet, I mean, what, one of my best friends growing up, um, he, he was like the Dell boy of the group, he used to have his hand in a million different pies, he would, he would buy cheap Calvin Klein off the internet and come to school and sell Calvin Klein. He'd <laughs> sell loads of the other stuff to people at school and he'd do it from like the age of 14. You can tell he had that yeah, mind straight away. Salesman. And now he runs three different businesses and he's got another business that's gone in a completely different direction opening up later in the year. Uh, and I think there's people out there and that spark's not brought through enough. People say it's too scary. People say it's you're going in your set, your own. 
Yeah, yeah. I see people see stuff with sales, it just reminds me of Gary V. Hmm. Do you know yeah. who that is? Yeah, no, the talker from... Uh, Sorry, I do. Businessman. Uh, Every time someone yeah, tells yeah. me about sales... Uh, YouTube and that, yeah. Yeah, he just tells me about Gary V. Gary v. Sometimes Hacky's talking shit. No, I don't know. In what way, though? Like, I feel like... Because it's Lutzman. Yeah. Sometimes, like, he speaks without think like him and he, he tries to, like even though you don't like I understand he's promoting his, his brand and his his what do you call it uh he's enthusiastic in that but I feel like not everyone's going to be thinking the way you think. Mm-hmm. Not everyone's going to be as enthusiastic as you mm-hmm. or into the same thing as you. So he talks about entrepreneurship, right? Which is a good thing. Mm-hmm. But seeing someone who actually doesn't mind I don't think everyone in the world yeah can be an entrepreneur yeah, because yeah. if there was then who's going to be working for who mm-hmm. certain yeah. people are meant to be working for certain people yeah, yeah. and to put those kind of people down because I think like he puts them down man because you could be working for this guy for, for the rest of your life I'm like what's wrong with that do you know what I mean like I feel like there's, there's truth to what he says yeah I think yeah of course yeah, yeah there's truth to what he says but there's also the point of it's not for everyone no, he's yeah. aiming at like at like <coughs> a small percentage yeah but I, I like that's why I agree with that yeah. it's the do you want to be working for someone for the rest of your life? Mm. Do you want to be doing this? Do you want to be doing that? Five, nine to five, this, this. I'm like, there's people that are doing this that are happy in life yeah. that are, that are considering that yeah, successful. That comes, that comes into the point of time, of time versus money and are you happy doing it? Yeah. So, so, see, but yeah. there are people that find that success, yeah. successful life. Do you know what I mean? Some people don't want to five, some I don't mind. I'm earning this wage. I know this. At the end of the year, I'm going to have this salary. Mm. I'm, I'm happy with that. And when he says that, are you happy with that? I'm like, yeah, these people that But I think happy. he's aiming at people who aren't happy with that. So if you're not happy, like, like being at work, like, uh, a nine to five every day, and you're thinking, why am I here? Like, it, it's for the money. Like, like he's thinking in his head, if you want to actually go and start a business, then go do that. Like, like uh, don't worry about what it is. They're all saying, just go for it. And give up a go, basically. So I think it's kind of a small, like, like, a, a small uh, ratio of, of, of people, <laughs> uh, either in the US or in the UK or, 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 or whatever it is, but I think it'll just, like, I like what he says, to be fair, so like, I think he's like, pretty, kinda, like, pretty good at what he kind of like, is saying and the way he's saying it, yeah. so, yeah, so like, do you have I, fun? I, I don't watch enough to know mm. what he's saying, yeah. the, the only thing I would say based on the context that you guys are saying is, has changed and the way it's going to keep changing yeah. and the way that jobs are changing mm-hmm. jobs are more flexible than they've ever been mm-hmm. it's not as you said the traditional monday to friday mm-hmm. nine to five that it's always been there are some jobs that will never change that are required certain hours certain times certain places if you are a nurse or a doctor and a surgery is open if a hospital is open if you're a teacher the school day is set there are certain jobs out there <coughs> professional jobs where people work in certain slots but then you've got jobs our jobs mm-hmm. our jobs are much more variable mm-hmm. we'll be working this weekend at a dance show we'll be helping out at a dance show you've got board meetings in the evening you've got nighttime sessions on at night you're out on a Friday night till 10 o'clock at night quite commonly yeah. your hours are, are much more varied um, I mean there's what is it there's a there's a flow chart I'm sure I've seen before and it's your 20s is for learning your 30s is for developing what you've learned, your 40s is for making money, your 50s is for building on that, and your 60s is for retiring. 
Um, and that's and that's what what's been presented, I'm sure, or okay. a version of that for like a long time. Yeah. Whether it's been in more so, I think, in America okay. or different things, where they always the American dream, yeah, oh, chase right. the American dream, which is a lot of shit if you ask me. But <laughs> um, it's a it's a way to stop people from rising up and causing civil yeah. unrest. Because if you give the story of the one person out of a million that actually succeeded. People will buy into that. They can, people want yeah. to believe that I mean, they can be that one, yeah, but the reality right. is, there's there's a higher likelihood of um, Edinburgh City winning the SPL next year, <laughs> and there's three divisions below it. I mean, there's no chance. Um, I think that's, that's, that, that's, that, that's that point. Gary V says, you know, twenties you should be walking every single day, and resting later on in life. But at that point as well, it's like the twenties is, is that time where everyone wants to just travel, yeah, enjoy, enjoy life. Yeah, and that's a change. I mean, that's a change as well. I mean, you think? I mean, I laugh after this conversation with my dad. At my age, my mum, my mum and dad's my age had three kids. Mm-hmm. When they were twenty-four, they had a kid. Mm-hmm. The age at which people now have kids has moved back on average like five, mm-hmm. six, seven yeah, years. Yeah, because yeah. people are now travelling. People didn't travel. Mm-hmm. The same as they do now. Yeah. Airfares weren't as cheap. Mm. There's parts of the world you couldn't travel to. Yeah. I mean, when you were younger as well. I mean, you th- you think maybe <laughs> yeah. I mean, you you think you, tra- you, you can go on Skyscanner or Ryanair or anywhere, and you can fly out Edinburgh Airport to like 50, Somalia. 60 destinations. Yeah, somehow you can go. Fly anywhere in the world. Fly anywhere in the world within two flights, pretty much, more or less, than you can fly. Australia on one flight now yeah, from London yeah, yeah. and that ridiculous 24 20 hour mm. continuous flight whatever that is the, the, that, and that for me is the world's change people they, they've said as well the way, pe- the way people migrate the way it changes okay, Scotland you guys think of Scotland you think how's Scotland's changed oh, since yeah. you guys oh I am all been here since you were younger mm. and you moved from the Congo and Somalia mm-hmm. and think of what it'll be like in another 10 years think of what Brexit will do to, to think of what it will do to people want to, to come here and live and then also how how things are changing with, with Trump, with all the other countries, and with Italy, um, but which I know I think quite well, but with all the other countries where in the past these countries have been screaming out for people to move there because they want more people to take up jobs, they want skilled labour. Mm-hmm. But now it's about oh no, we want skilled labour, but, but we don't want you if you if you're unskilled. Who defines what skilled and unskilled is? They might have a skill, it's just not on a recognised list. Mm-hmm. Or we want uh, we want electricians, we want nurses and doctors and uh, everything else on this list but if you're anything else you're not we don't want you you can't get approved to come and live here or australia or other parts of the world it's it's that approved list i think that's sad because i think what happens over time then is (coughs) think of all the people who can't do that and they can't move you're going to parts of the world which are without that so it's it's selecting people based upon qualifications and ability but only in certain areas as you said, skilled labour, do you think the qualifications made in the UK are valued more than anywhere else? Because I know someone, well, my friend's dad, he studied medicine in, a, I forgot what it was, for five years. He came here and they said, no, you need to don't accept, it, don't accept it. Even though it's still medicine, do you think it's, as you said, oh, we want skilled labourers or skilled people, but... We don't value your qualification yeah. if it's not someone else. I think there's good parts to it and there's very bad parts to it. There's good parts in that it ensures that there's a minimum standard. Mm-hmm. So especially if you're doing something like being a doctor or a surgeon, because people's lives are at risk. I mean, mm-hmm. it's good to have at least a, 
an international minimum standard. I don't know enough about it to comment, but that's looking at the outside, I would say that's good. Same as it is in other jobs where you require a minimum standard. Then it's the, you get in the difficult situation of there's countries in the world that have low standards. Um, and that's not necessarily a bad thing just mm -hmm. because they're lower. It means they might be more realistic. Um, I, but and, that, and that's the difficulty. I, I mean, I look around, I've got family that all come here from other parts of the world to study because they view a degree from a Scottish or a UK university as world class, but mm. from their own country, it's not got the same weight, it's not got the same standard. I think as well the element of English being such a powerful language. Yeah. I think getting a degree from an English speaking university, maybe not if you're living within an English speaking country, but then if you're going to go back to your own yeah. country, it's yeah. a different yeah. dynamic. Yeah. I mean, one of my cousins is a lawyer, she came to study law here, and then she went back and she studied international law. She's now trained in two different, she can work in international okay. law and English language as well as working in the language at the national level. Um, so I think for certain things like that, it's good. In general, <coughs> I don't know enough, but I think if you go, I think Scotland in particular, which is massively above its weight, when you look at the world university, I think, I think they came out this week, and you, you can look at the top 100 universities yeah, in the world. Glasgow. Edinburgh's in the top 20, Edinburgh, oh, yeah. uh, Edinburgh's top 20, Glasgow's top 60 or 70, St Andrews is there. Aberdeen. For a country of 5 million people, and we've got 3, 4, we've got like 3 in the top 100, we've got 5 in the top 200, we've got and you, you think America's 350 million people. Uh, you think all, all of the rest of Scotland's got three, four universities higher than Italy's top one. And Italy's got 60 plus million people. Um, and Italy's a developed West, yeah. one of the richest countries in the world. Whether or not the standards of people are saying it's based upon student experiences or graduate rate, other things are uncontrollable because they think Italian economy is bad. The education mm -hmm. might be great, but you don't get a job after it. So yeah, they're yeah. saying the graduate prospects are lower, but it's no fault of the universities, it's the fault of the economy yeah, at the time. Um, <clears throat> but across the piece, I'd say the qualifications are viewed quite highly internationally. I think it needs to change a bit. Control views on the qualifications. Like, I, I think yesterday I said that Cambridge and Oxford have kind of like fallen down. <coughs> In the rankings of kind of like, like around the world, uh, uh, and, that, and that was because of the impact of Brexit. So I, I think stuff like Brexit uh, with yeah. uh, like, so, like, the high-ranking universities, like of the Cambridge, that's like uh, what's called them the elite, the elite, the elite, the elite universities. Mm. I still think like the, f the Fed information to pass to, us, to some to some level. They're fed what? Information to pass. Like, well, it's easier to pass thing as in. I feel like because they go into the school, for example, say you go to a private school, you're more likely to go into Oxford oh, yeah. or Cambridge. Uh, more likely to be prime yeah. minister if you went to Oxford. Mm -hmm. yeah. But then when yeah. you go when you go yeah. into, when you go into <coughs> as well, I feel like it's still kind of the same like preppy posh thing when you go to the school. They're yeah. like giving you more leeway and as in information, not not cheating, but more the easier. They're giving it easier than what they'll give it to you if you go to a normal university. And the teaching's better as well. Yeah, I was going to say, the yeah. teaching's very, it's much better. It's not, it's not, it must be better than even the teaching. Because the teaching's good. I mean, I, I went to, I went to a Bob Standard public school in the west of Scotland. Primary school, high school, um, worked out well um, in my year. 
I don't know how many ended up going to university, but it, it was no, it, it's the way it's changed as well. The grades to get into university have changed. Yeah. I'm, I'm slightly mm. older and I would look at it and say the, the quality, exams have became easier to do at high school. You think so? Yeah. I mean, I compare, when I did a higher physics degree, you had to, you had to, when I did higher physics, you had to learn and have knowledge of all the formula. Now you're given a sheet with all the formula (laughs) on it. That for me is, it's the same with chemistry, that that for me, when I look at the science subjects, because they're screaming out for more scientists, Mm -hmm. They're trying to make it easier yeah, yeah. to attract yeah. more people to do it. Just saying that, but I think there was a, a big massive outcry last year that the exams were too hard, especially the maths ones. Yeah, well, that, that's the thing he's saying. It's not too hard as in like... No, because a lot of people were failing and they were saying it was too hard. Yeah, but, yeah, but, it's, but it's the fault with... It was out of teaching. And I, compare, I, I even listened to my dad as well, or, or my mum or my uncles, and people, and they, they compare it to when they were doing it, and basic grammar. Basic grammar, punctuation, um, and then English languages, and all the same as it was 10, 20, 30 years ago. Yeah, 100%. The way we would talk French, <coughs> French, right? You, you have to know past tense, just simple things like yeah, that, yeah. right? Yeah. The grammar, vocabulary, but in English, it was, I don't remember doing that. Yeah. I remember doing that. I don't remember. See, the memory to me is every single person I know who speaks English that came from abroad speaks English and understands 100%, English better 100%. than anyone who lives in this country. Like the Indians, because like, they've studied it as a yeah, second. Yeah, man. But then, yeah. if you make the comparison to, but they also understand their own language better than what mm-hmm. we understand their own language. Yeah. French and Italians understand their own languages yeah. better and how it works than we understand their own language and how it works. Across the people. But I think the, cha- the change as well is, is that you've now got a wider range of things you can study. As well, so I would say that's maybe I don't. People can argue whether bad from Lord or not. Mm-hmm. I, 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 from looking at it, and from just my youth working perspective, working with young people over ten years and seeing the basic skills that young people have, an ability to count, an ability to write things grammatically correct. Use Robert will laugh because using words like there, they are, there, mm-hmm. who, you, you are, you are, where, 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 or using basic things. I think 10, 15, 20 years were taken for granted. Mm-hmm. And I think I don't think this is just education. I think this is because of the phone. Oh, yeah, social media. People media. write like the text. People are lazy. People are lazy. People speak like the text as well. It's just like you said, like the past tense, present, and future. We yeah, always learn. You see that? We can leave the job applications in the past. The amount of spelling. I receive emails all the time and people are writing emails like the text. You are, you are. Yeah. I'll phone now, that's what you're Yeah, that's pretty bad. Okay. Yeah, well. that, that, that for me is, when I look at it, just at a very basic level. Because yeah. I'm not sitting in classrooms, I'm not marking exam papers, I'm not reading what people are writing. Yeah. But just from conversations with young people in general, mm-hmm. compared to when I come from a same background, a similar background to all the young people we work with, mm-hmm. and when I compare the skills that my friends had, and us growing up, and the people that we engaged with, versus now, I also see things have changed again, poverty is different, mm. the things that are affecting kids are different, mm-hmm. so they've got more pressures, but social media, if it's if it's a phone, people aren't as active, People, everything in life's changed, mm. probably more in the last 10, 15 years mm. because of technology and communications. I mean, like a, simple, 10, 20 years a simple example would be the calculator, right? <laughs> like back in the days, not everyone could afford a calculator, well, but now I think you've got it on your phone, mm-hmm. on your iPads and that, so it's simple to do much, you don't really need to learn how to do it, yeah. because you can just go in. You've got scientific calculators, you've got, do you know what I'm saying? You don't yeah, need yeah. to learn these things because it's there. 
so it makes you less. Do you know what I mean? I think the standards definitely lowered. See things about my dad always gives me an example, and this is my favourite example. Mm-hmm. My dad used to work in a bookies when he was younger, yeah. and you had no machines. Now you go into a lad rocks, we're not yeah. gambling, <laughs> but if you go into a bookies now, it's all done electronically. My dad and anyone who used to work in the bookies had to calculate all the fractions in their head and work wow. out wow. what money they had to return to the pundit. Wow. The pun, yeah. Because there was no machines. This was this was forty years ago, forty five years ago, and that um, that normal ability for things. And it's late. As you said, I think it's easiness. Everything's became so much easier to. Oh, Eight times three divided by four. Oh, <laughs> you just do on your phone. You do on your phone. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's it's part society has changed. It's laziness, but it's also those basic skills that you would normally do more often within a general day. I think have been lost to the wayside. But then other skills have been picked up at the same time because this didn't exist twenty years ago. Yeah. So you've now got an ability to do things on a on a computer or on an IT basis that you never had before. So it's a different skills. So pretty thing. much, the skills that were. <coughs> Required for jobs have been replaced with something else, and I, that's, I, I don't think they're quite balanced up here. Because yeah. I, think, I think a lot of the jobs are still pretty traditional. Mm-hmm. There are more and more in the IT sector. There are more and more modern day jobs, whatever coming and coming and coming and coming. But it's in a select area with high performing jobs: Facebook, Google, high performing IT companies, high quality jobs. It's not spread out down to the equivalent of when you used to big factories that would employ 10, 20, 30,000 people. You don't have that equivalent in IT in cities like Glasgow. There's no equivalent in, a, in an IT sector in Glasgow or an IT employer that the Clyde Shipyard used to have and the thousands no, of people that used to no, employ yeah. or the Ravens Craig uh, steel uh, and, and the production of stuff out in Motherwell and all these big employers and they'd look after you and they'd pay you a wage and it'd be a job for a long period of time. Mm. And I don't know, because people, I'm not saying from the perspective of everybody wants a permanent job for their life that they can plan. Some people will, some people want to travel, some people want to try 50 different jobs, but I think there has to be a better safety net that if you want to do the jumping about jobs, you still have a fullback, a protection as well, so that you're not going to be exploited, so that you're not going to um, be reliant on your family or other people to support you because mm-hmm. of the job. If you fall out of one job, it might take you six months to find another find job. One, yeah. mm-hmm. And if you get, but you might be very good at your job, be a consultant, go from one job to another to another, yeah. and that's high performing. And that's fine to think of it at that, that high level of earners. If you're working in a shop, all these high streets are closing down in small towns and villages. Shops are becoming less and less. Somebody has a job much and then shuts down. And Everything's moving on. Yeah. And then they've got to move to another job, and then to another job, and to another job. And they've one of, one of my friends was a guy who worked in a clothes shop for 25 years. Same shop, it's shut down. He's never found a job since then. Exactly. Properly, he works as a bouncer and as a security guard at gigs, and then he sells calendars a couple of days a week from a from a um, like a, the stalls that are set up in like shop centers. Yeah. Honestly, I'm embarrassed. Embarrassed. It's all legal. No, uh, but it's it's completely changed, and that was that was falling through the net of it was a job he'd known for so long. Yeah. He'd been so he'd had it since he was sixteen years old. Oh, yeah. Left school, he'd, he'd fallen into it, and he'd grown up with the business. And he was the only employee that wasn't a family employee, and he'd been kept on the whole way through. And then. It was it was selling school clothes and they went out of business mm-hmm. um, and working loads of different jobs off the back. I feel like growing up in the private 
Or change, those kind of change. Yeah, scale of the change, right? They didn't know really. I don't think they were um, educated in that kind of like. Um, they weren't educated to know like who, who, who are these people coming. Like, because when you see different people, you always think. Well, you have to. Why they They'll be thinking, right? What's this guy doing here? Is he here for our jobs? Is he here for this? And then. I hate that. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know. Jobs. Like, well, if you're not going to actually get a job, then that's on you. This, 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 this is like what I'm talking about. This is the private areas. I mean, this is yeah. people that all in the way is going to work, coming home. Do you know what I'm saying? They don't, they don't really spend time thinking about why are people coming? Why is immigration growing? Why is it? Do you know what I'm saying? They don't really deep what's happening there. So when they see this change, they don't yeah. know really how to deal with it. Mm-hmm. I would say setting up these youth work, which for us, right, because yeah. we a force us to integrate mm-hmm. into the culture and they force us to mix with the people that live there, with their kids especially. Mm-hmm. I remember, right, I'll tell you a story, mm-hmm. um, when I used to grow up in the flat, right, and we, when I was there, there was maybe like five, six kids and I was the oldest, right, and what we would do is we would go and play football. Now, sometimes we'll play with the white kids, right, the white Scottish kids, and we'll play, but then you hear like their mom saying, Get right into him, right? Yeah. <laughs> As you think, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, right? I know, Which, I know. And you're thinking, okay, fine. But then when she starts saying, ah, if he messes you, he's cracking, and you're thinking, right, what, what's the point now? But the, the change, right, the change of it being like that from early 2005 yeah. to 2009, 2008, everything just changed. Yeah. You know, like the kids of our guy used to use, they will come to your house, you go to their house, and it's yeah, like yeah. that change. It was yeah, a bit scary, yeah. right? It was a bit scary, but it was just a while. They said it to me, they're telling me to cut the kids, and you're thinking, wait, two years ago, you're talking, 
so yeah, the change, the change has been, yeah, the change was very good. But I would say it was based on integration with the youth, the youth community, yeah. and like the yeah. self and thing. Like, it was, it was one of the best things ever, man. Because you just go and you didn't, you didn't matter who you were. You yeah. know, you played games together. You learned each other's culture. You learned about, you know, I, I didn't know nothing about wearing kilts and all those things. Yeah. When you learn, it's different things. Scotland, they don't really have much culture. <laughs> <laughs> everyone, <laughs> just drinking, everyone, nine, nine in the morning, somebody's drinking breakfast. You're making noise, you're drinking breakfast, but it was more to it. Do you know what I mean? The haggis, it was, you know what I'm saying? Even like the Scottish dancing, yeah. Boring, but it was yeah. it was good. I was learning about these things. Oh, I mean, you know? I'm Scottish, it's boring. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 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 no, it's, it's good. It's, it's good Yeah, so doing these things, I learned so much about Scotland and Glasgow, and then uh, school. If we can talk about schools in the private area, I would say. It's I a mix. Yeah, it's a mix, man. Because I think it's the teachers. Yeah. For me, it was the teachers. Okay. Because I, I was the best behaved kid. But I would say. I'm not rascal. No, I. I was a small, but a small, but a small. I was 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 a small, to say this because we're on camera but it was a bit <laughs> too feminine i didn't feel like yeah i, I didn't feel like so do you think was, there was not enough because i came from congo right there was, not enough, congo, there was not enough male mo- models in the school there were there were males but i feel like well, so i came from congo in congo right yeah. so they, there's no no you can't you know you can't go out of line you get brought back in you know yeah. it's, <laughs> <You're> strict. <laughs> it's very strict right? it's very strict for it you got told the rules don't break it if you break it there's consequences yeah Heal this warning. <laughs> 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 Exactly, I did. I'll be honest. I did. I took advantage of it. I remember like getting kicked to my first school. Right? Rascal. <laughs> I got kicked to my first school, and uh, the, the the reason for it was I don't think I did. Right? But he said <laughs> I pushed the teacher. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. And I, see when you say when you say you don't think that <laughs> that's something you normally know. But because because of it. So I'll tell you. I'll tell you something. Happened. Jesus, Stefan. And that happened, okay. and it was like. It was like, like, I don't know what to say, it was like nothing happened, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And they were like, oh yeah, yeah, because I, I remember I pushed the teacher. <laughs> and, 
you push the door. <laughs> <No. laughs> well, they said I pushed up. They said I pushed up. Yeah, they said I pushed up. What was the teacher's name? Who said that? Ah, okay. So they said I pushed up, and it was basically yeah, you're out of the school, and that's it. There was no. I just felt like so I can just go to another school and do it again, and they just get moved on. Yeah. Like there's no consequences for things that you're doing, and that kind of changed the way um yeah that the game the way I was brought up from home to here. Yeah. In a, yeah. I felt, I felt yeah. like if yeah. it was a if it was a a private school, it would have been totally different. Yeah. The consequences would have been different. Do you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. your parents are paying for you to. Because in yeah, Africa, my parents yeah, yeah. paid for me to go to oh, school. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so, so when if if you're in trouble and the teachers hit you. Okay. When you're going to you better not say nothing, right? Because yeah. you your parents are paying money for you to go to school. Okay. And in here, I was getting paid money. Mm. I mean, I was, they, they weren't paying money, it was free. Mm. So I just took advantage of it. Mm-hmm. So I just felt like it wasn't the best way to be brought up. And I felt the teachers were very, not, okay, forget I said feminine. I mean, they were not, they were very lenient. That was the thing about yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Just just the system. Man, system. Yeah, the system, yeah. I know what you mean, because I also went to a private, uh, I went to private school back home, mm. and I used to be left-handed, mm. and now I'm right. Mm. Oh yeah, yeah. Every time I use my left hand, every time I use my left hand, every time I use my left hand, don't hit, don't hit. schools in back home yeah. in Austria to come mm. into here mm. I used to mess about as well until like second and third year until when I realized it's only my future that's going to waste and no one else is oh, so you realized it quite early man yeah I realized, oh, I realized it quite early because oh, I, ex- I got excluded from school three times Oof. the first second and third year <laughs> that's over here. two no I've, two, I've two of them two of them were just being in a bad crowd okay one of them was for Saying I was in the bar or something, but because I was pissed off. Yeah. That then I realised I had to stop hanging about with those crowds. Yeah. Then obviously after that you start learning more about yourself. Mm. You're, you're not really following. You're not following the crowd. You're, you're paving your own path, and you're learning about what you like. Mm-hmm. And that's what. What do you think about being free? Like, being free. Going to school for free. What's school for free? Your parents not paying for it. Did that not impact? I don't know why. It like, just made like, me feel like I went to a, a, a free school back home. Like so a free school, yeah. A free school. So and then like, but to be fair, back there, if you were out of line, they would like. Yeah, I I, I can understand. Yeah, being an issue like, if you're changing to it mm-hmm. yeah. from elsewhere. Mm. But just see, just because it's it's the expectation, universal education, yeah. and that's what I mean. For for me, it was for me, it was different. I mean. I was born in Glasgow, I moved out of Glasgow when I was quite young. I, I can remember living in Govan Hill very briefly, not much, just in a, a tenement block. Mm-hmm. Oh, my dad and then my brother came along and we were moving. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was weird because my mum and dad, they moved in and they, they just got lucky at the time the house they got. It was a new estate that was built right in the middle of a big housing scheme. So we're, right in, we're in a big housing scheme, but it's actually a nice street. Mm-hmm. But it's a weird thing because I mean, like you guys were talking. I mean, within three, four hundred yards, five hundred yards of my house, I mean, there's been at least a dozen murders in the last twenty years of growing up. And you'd come out and the guy in the police in the white suits are outside or down the road, or there was a park out the back end around my mum and dad's, and there'd be things happening there. And I mean, 
as you say, the difference between the school and the community is quite different. And I remember as well, even when I was young, the community was quite close. People spoke to each other, neighbours, but then it's decreased as the years have gone by. And people are less so. I mean, it's the case, I think people are more communicated than ever, but they speak to each other less face to face than ever before. Mm -hmm. I think that's so sad because, and that's like what we were talking about earlier as well, I think people are so used to talking to each other here, doing this, as opposed to having a conversation like this. Their skills are reduced and they're having an interview, it's harder to sell, it's harder to. face and co- more confident I don't know how you can go back to it now <coughs> I think technology has changed it is it is it important to go back to it think? no that's not I don't I don't think it's impossible but it's like it's like lots of these things it's like how do you change when you change sectarianism how do you change racism how do you yeah, do I think you've got to start at a very young age yeah. and get people when they're younger and then across the field their lives so then when they have kids and their kids have kids it's throughout their full life do you, th- do you think Kids are now born and by the age of five they yeah. get mobile phones. So it's not really stopping do you managing it. Do you now? think in schools like pretty much most classes, most schools have iPads for kids? <laughs> and I've seen that, I mean, you see my top areas of deprivation, growing up in areas of deprivation as well. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I think, I mean, we've been in schools recently where you've got some of the poorest, poorest schools and they really struggle for basic things, but then you've got other pu- normal public schools where they have iPads and the difference even just went up the public system and the difference for those kids and the comparison. And, I mean, I, I, I grew up. Until the age, I can't even remember when I properly remember starting to use the internet. But it was a modem, it was a. Yeah, that's what I remember. Yeah, well, I grew up with the Sega Mega Drive. I don't remember that. You can put the nice music on to overgo the top of it. That's when technology really kicked on. You get a nice tune to cancel out the dial tone. And you used to do it, and it was a big hard desk computer in the back room. And you'd take those on it and you'd love it. But I, was, I, I think I was probably the last like, generational group, I could be wrong here, that had the majority of childhood running about outside, having fun, doing the normal stuff before technology actually is taken a, a, a grasp on it. I feel like the internet, you're right. Facebook, social media, Twitter, iPads. Consoles, laptops, consoles. Yeah, yeah, I grew up with consoles. I grew up with consoles. I mean, I grew up with PlayStation. Yeah. You play PlayStation. Everybody still plays football. If they still work, yeah. you play PlayStation. I mean, I, I think as well. That's the difference that you have with communities of mind being a bit more deprived when you were younger as well, because you didn't have as much options. So either football, you just got to kick a ball a bit, and the street. The goal always is that changed. People don't kick a ball about now. They'll sit inside. They'll sit on an iPad. They'll sit on a phone. You watch the telly, you can get everything instantaneously now as well. So even just like I was talking to my sister for this other day, but you had to wait a week for the next TV show to come on. Yeah, you yeah, watch yeah. it. Now you can binge watch everything. People wait to yeah, I think <coughs> that was me, me as well until we turned about fourteen. Yeah. You just go outside until the until your parents said until the, when the lights come on. That's yeah. you late, you need to be home. Yeah. Yeah. 
Okay. And that's why I think there's a point now where kids can't even go out to play football because if you want to go to a pitch, yeah. they need to pay. Because yeah. I feel like back then, they didn't really care. They let you on, go play, just that, don't, don't make a mess. Yeah, I think the football teams I played for when I was younger, it was football clubs, but the cost were not much. Mm-hmm. If anything, just pay a pound if you could. And Janet was like, yeah, anyway. Mm-hmm. And you turn up and you play in the public park, and you'd effectively sneak on the public park. You didn't even play yeah. because people, people, it's turned into such a money making industry, people just take the money for it. But I mean, I, I think that's the difference as well. I mean, I was growing up in the round of boys' clubs in the 80s that I've grown up in and lived in, and everything else has just diminished so much. They don't exist to the same extent as they used to. There used to be like 20 teams out of my local team at every age group, now there's eight. It's more than half yeah. because the people don't have the same amount of money to do it. Uh, uh, you were saying earlier on about the kind of change in the school, you are saying? Like, in my school, like, uh, uh, in high school, uh, between first up to like fourth year, I was the only slide kid in that whole school. Yeah. yeah. I was one of the two black kids in, in the whole school. Ah, uh, what school did you go to? Same here, I was... Uh, yeah, I was like, I was like... Right, and then, and then, and then, my mum that came, uh, like, like, after uh, uh, fourth year, and... It changed like like yeah. it, it, it uh, between like a year or two. It's like being like a lot of like yeah, black yeah. kids being in the community. It's like like a big change that happened now. Because yeah. my, my, my school, my primary school was I was my year it was only white. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it was only primary school. You went to high school, and there was a couple of kids from Pakistan and India and whatever yeah. else. But it wasn't the same. I mean, you know, as it is now. I mean, I mean that was when I started high school. It was what um, 19, 19 years ago. I mean, the difference in that time. And Hamilton as well, because when we've asked in it, it's, it's outside Glasgow, because the city gets a lot and then it filters out over time. I think mine's, mine's is more different. When I was in primary school, I was the only black kid. Then when I was in P7, my little sister came through. Mm. Well, there was <coughs> one or two or three Polish kids. Yeah. Then in high school it was the same thing because I think maybe because I'm casting all those other the city. Italian kids in my year, lots of Italian kids mm-hmm. and there's Polish kids, mm-hmm. but because again, like you, you guys will make it, it's, mm-hmm. it's not as noticeable because it's a difference in language mm-hmm. the way you speak, yeah. Yeah. but you don't actually necessarily yeah, visually see the difference. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. That's, a, that's a very good thing. Right, the change to change is very noticeable, man. No, yeah. See, one thing I would say about growing up in these areas though, because we're talking about the difference it makes, I think. People can say a lot of things. I think it makes you much more aware of the world. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, definitely. I, I think you're more grateful for what you've got. Mm-hmm. And maybe not in all cases, because people say that in lots of cases that I see, when people say, "Well, people are either lazy or they work hard," but and I don't see it when people say, "Oh, that's kind of disappeared over time." People used to really work hard to try and achieve more to get more. Mm-hmm. I can't comment on it, but I think I see a lot of people try really hard. Systems not the same as it used to be. Well, social mobility isn't the same. You could mm-hmm. work your socks off and you could get a break here and get lucky there, and whatever, and you could end up really being successful and succeeding, helping lots of people. Yeah. I think you're ultimately, I think you're more charitable. But charitable only way that makes a difference. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying donating money doesn't make a difference, mm-hmm. but turning up and giving yourself, yeah. Yeah, helping out, spending time speaking to someone is for me more visible, and it's your ability to relate to people. You turn yeah. up, you turn up. You're dropped in eight, any house that came across Glasgow tonight, and there's a group of kids and they're going up and you talk to them in a centre. For me, that's a bigger difference than if somebody's donating a hundred pounds, two hundred pounds, because those kids are more affected. They make a football and they make an hour or two hours on a football pitch playing football, and that's great for that hour or two. But then it's over and it's gone with. 
see that conversation if I had with somebody at the time was taking the said, listen, that's great, son. Yeah, you've built that relationship. That may have been the first time they've been told, well done, or giving a pat on the back for who knows how long. That, for me, is that, is that, the, is that human investment? And I think people understand that better, depending on their backgrounds. Because I, I don't mean to put things down, but you all see all these things where I'll go abroad and help the poor people all over the world. It's such a, a rich middle class thing. It's, for me, it's the tourist, the tourist volunteer industry. It drives me mad. Um, invest in help and help, help people to help their communities because they know better what's going on. Mm. You don't need people from 3,000 miles away coming in for two weeks mm. to help a group of kids and then just disappear. This is funny. I, I watched a comedian all day, like, all day and he said there's a woman in the US who works in a limb stand, like, like, like in the mall, went to Malawi two weeks to help build a community <coughs> like centre. And then she came home and said, you know, I helped your people all that point in time. I was there, it was great, like phenomenal. And then he was just saying, it's funny how, like, they want a doctor, an engineer, not yeah. somebody like, who's been working in a line stand like, their whole life, yeah. I should go and help them. Cause Cause it, like, it's the balance. Yeah, it's the balance, balance of that, yeah. Because people clearly need help and they need support. Yeah. But don't exploit it to make more money through tourism and yeah. volunteer tourism. Mm-hmm. If people want to help, they should be able to donate money to help. Mm. Turning up to get the picture and the selfie to say, oh, I've turned up and I've helped. People, especially, and this is where it drives me mad, when, and this is when I talk about the human investment, because that's a holiday link as well as here in that part of the world. There's people in a mile of here that need help. Mm. How willing are they to make that commitment mm. to turn up to a youth centre yeah. or to an old age home or to a care centre and help the people that need it locally? Mm. But because it, there's a there's an image in people's heads of this, well, I can go to, I can go to Cambodia and help the kids need it. I'm not saying it's not, it's not needed and people in Cambodia don't need help, but give them the tools and the resources to help themselves. They have more skills, they're more able to deal with the longer term, uh, yeah. and it continues and it continues. If you're just flying people in for two, three weeks, four weeks, and then they disappear again, that's, that's not sustainable. No, it's not. Yeah. I think that's us. <coughs> Thank you guys for watching. Make sure to like, share this, and we'll see you in the next episode.